Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. I'm your host, Perry. With me this week is the co-host, Mr. Eric Smith. Who day? Oh, the Bengals are going to the Super the Bowl. The Bengals, boys. All my Cincinnati friends, what congratulations. A, what a weird feeling it is to know that the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. You know, I just recently found out it's Bengals. I was saying Bengals the whole time. Is it actually pronounced Bengals? Yes, when I was in Ohio, um, Ian and then um, our friends uh, Bobby and Sam corrected me, and they were like, the bangles. I was like, really? <laughs> or, or I thought they were making fun of me for a second. I was like, for real? They're like, yeah, it's the bangles. It's like, I've always said the bangles. You learn something new every day. Yeah. I, I don't know what I have said. It's one of those words where like, I know that I've said it enough in my life that it's probably changed about 18 times. So... Just say who day, and then it'll be fine. You don't <laughs> have to like worry about the, saying it. It's like anything. doing the cat's cheer. Yes. Like, <laughs> I have to just say, see the jersey, know they're Bing- Bengals, Bengals fans, and just say who day, and you're part of the family. I hate, I, I will say though, I hate that it's pronounced Bengals because it makes me think that it's spelled like Bengals, like the bracelet. Like bagels? Like bagels. <laughs> or Bengals like the band True. from the 80s. But anyway. anyway. Regardless, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you guys showing back up if you are returning, of course. And if you're new, thanks for being here. Subscribe to the show, leave a review, uh, share with your friends, all that good stuff. And you can support the show at patreon.com slash mybourbonpodcast for as little as a dollar a month. You get bonus content. And this week, we are going to be doing sips and snacks, correct? Yes. So what are we pairing this week? I brought a snack and my favorite thing so far about sips and snacks is when i bring a snack and i get to test your pairing skills and be like have i have i taught perry how to pair yet because you nailed it the last time we did it this way you did the logic craig barrel proof that's right uh hostess yeah so i brought another hostess snack oh snap a little mini bunt cake but it's not just one that might go with anything. It's the lemon one. Ooh. It's so good. But you have to figure out what to pair with it. So I'll let you open that and smell it. I got two of them, so you can keep okay. that one. Dude, these things are so good, though. Any Hostess, I said they are the they got the cupcake da- game down on lock. But, man, they're little bunk cakes. They're, they're legit, too. And these are the lemon ones, so... Let's see what you got. I think I know. Here, I'm going to not look, and you can blind it. Okay. Ooh, this smells really good. This is a good pour-over cake, too. Is that a rye? Yeah. Okay. That's good, though, because I was like, man, I bet this would go good with the rye. Oh. I've got a potential alternative if this one doesn't work out. Well, the thing is, like, I had a bite of the cake already, and then then it kind of settled, and then I had a drink of the rye, and it really mixes good. Like, not even, like, together. Like, just the aftertaste of each. I like that. I don't hate it. It actually it, has, it brings out a little more of the lemon in it. Yeah. It gives it a little bit of, like, a spice, too. Oh, I like that. I'm going to do a pour over. Um... It doesn't seem too high proof. It's not. 100? Almost exactly on the money, dude. 100.9. 
Oh, man. Did you do a pour over? Not yet. Oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's, oh, my God. That's really good. I did it. You you won. I don't know why this was the one that, like, came to me immediately. But mm. there was something about the smell of it that reminded me of, like, the fermenters at this distillery. And just, like, smelling the grains and everything. So I went with Wilderness Trail oh, Rye. Oh, of course you did. <laughs> best rye. One of the best ryes on the market right um, now. This is from, like, the very first release oh, dude, of Wilderness Trail Rye. Pour it over and let that soak for, like, a couple seconds before you take a bite. And this is a single barrel as well. I didn't realize that their rye mash was so low rye. 56%. Dude. You <laughs> did it. And you see, so I've got, I finally got. Yeah, tell me how that pour over is. That's when, delightful. When that rye just explodes out mm -hmm. of the cake. That's quite good. So I got all the uh, Girl Scout cookies. And I'm making my pairings, getting my pairings. And I was wanting to do a rye with the, the lemon one. Yeah. So that is definitely going to go in the mix, and I'm going to test it out against the other rises with Wilderness Trail. My alternative to it was the Knob Creek castring, castring. Right. but I think I think this is right, I think right where it needs to be. I think the proof on that one is what did it. Like yeah. the castring may have been too much, and you may have got too much of the rye, and not enough of the like the vanilla lemon yeah. in there. Oh wow, dude. That's really good. Yes, Congratulations. You oh, win. thank You're you. I'm two for two. Parody and the fact mutant. that I was able to do them both like on the first go. I'm going to get my buddy Cal to make a logo of a mutant bear. And it's going to be the pear bear. There we go. The pear, P-A-I-R bear? Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be That's awesome. the Whiskey Mutant's sidekick. There we go. Well, not sidekick. You know what I mean. I don't care. Um. Yeah, that was that was mm. good. I'm really happy that worked out so so well. Oh man, when I'm telling you, when that exploded after the pour over set for a little bit, money. There you go. What have you been drinking recently? What have I been drinking recently? Well, actually, what have we been drinking recently? Because we got to try a bunch of new loose stuff. We did, and I. I settled um I settled the score, I drew a line in the sand, and I said, Chad of my daily bourbon, I will work with you on picking some new loo barrels. And we looked at each other and I said They shook hands, but they spit in their palms first. We said, Keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. And then we picked some barrels together. And uh dude, like I guess we can say this. I don't, there's no reason we we can't. We picked two double oaked Nulu's in a maple barrel, mm. and that maple barrel is something special. Yes, that was what probably one of the best finished products I've ever had. Oh yeah, and I'm not a big finished person, yeah. and that one was amazing. And and we wound up so the the two double oaks we were split kind of on right the the ones that we went with. And you like, yeah, you liked two. I like two. Than, you like two out of all of them. There was this number two was uh, this sherbet. It was this sherbet yeah. flavor that just hit you, and I could not get over how good that sherbet was. And you liked, 
like three, three which was like this high proof like hawaiian punch yeah with i mean it was still like really dark and oaky too but it yeah there was this like bright burst of of fruit flavor as well and uh the so those are going to be available at total wine right. in lexington very very soon and i mean we can talk about this too yeah um if you are interested in purchasing one and you're not nearby please let us know mm -hmm. uh, because we have it worked out with total wine that we can basically ship those to you yeah. not not from total like total yeah wine we could do that. like a sign up and you ba you hand us the money and we go pick them up for yep. you basically and then we'll ship them out and we don't like the the store cannot label them with stickers but we have stickers for all three of the barrels. Yeah, we'll send them so. out with that. Or if you're in town and you get it, uh, just message us and show us which uh, bottle you got. And we've got a sticker for all three bottles coming in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was awesome. Uh, we got to try a lot of different things. Um, I may have gotten in trouble for the first time at a distillery. Not because I was wild, but because I handed my glass back <laughs> and I wanted to try one more thing. Yeah, let's talk about this here. Is this is this <laughs> yeah just okay so a little behind the scenes um we both were feeling real good after the pick and we thought wouldn't it be funny if we went and we recorded like we were doing a review of something stupid and then like it just it's unlistenable content <laughs> we like, tried to review the surf and turf from, from McDonald's, mcdonald's which destroyed my insights it's honestly a filet of fish and like a double cheeseburger and they hand them to you separately and just say make your and own you make it yourself you well, gotta make your own <laughs> surf and turf that's the stupidest thing it's so bad it, like, and they don't even go together good it just it's almost like you're eating two sandwiches in your mouth at the same time and and like there's all of a sudden this new like hick, hack menu or whatever like hidden tricks at mcdonald's like one of them's just putting chicken nuggets on a burger and they make you do it yourself. And they make you do it yourself. And they call it like the crunchy surprise or something dumb here. like that. I could have like, done that McDonald's, a long time ago. Come on. What is this vendetta that we've had with like fast food places recently though? <laughs> I want you to make my food. I don't want to do it myself. I mean, I am literally paying for somebody to make my food for me. Yeah. As bad as I mean, and that's just how I'm it is. I'm not trying to be a dick about it either. No. But like what why? It's like the. Uh, I don't they, want what, interactivity with fast food. I want to eat the food. What next? They're just gonna hand you everything separate and say, "Here's your Big Mac," and you got to put it together. <laughs> you got. <laughs> this is actually their way of finding ways to like hire people. Yeah. <laughs> they give you a little personal. They give you like a George Foreman grill. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was that was something. Yeah, uh, but you uh, you tried to. Or a little bit, yeah. And, and it, it, so there was this bottle that was sitting back behind all the stuff, and it was about half full, and it was it was really dark. It was a really dark colored whiskey, and I was like, I wonder. I was like, what what on earth is that? So Eric went and got it, and it was the Bourbon Junkies new Nulu Rye Pick. Yeah, and we asked Chase, who is the it, it, I'm, he's just kind of the owner operator. I think he's the main he's the main guy. Yeah. But at uh, at Nulu, and we uh, we asked, can we can we open this? But initially, actually, Eric asked if he could take it home with him. 
And I got to be honest with you, I don't know if he was kidding or not when he responded to your question. I, I was, because the way that you phrased it was so, it was rude, but it was playful. Yeah, we'd been joking around the whole time. Yeah, and, and like essentially what you asked was, is it okay if I take this bottle home with me? And the way, that Chase, the way that Chase interpreted it was, so you are asking permission to steal from me. And the way he said it like that, I was like, no. No. And then you backpedaled and you're like, well, can I open it? He was like, yes, you can open it. I was like, sweet. So we got to try it. And I was, <laughs> and then, <laughs> so I was, I had just a little bit of it because I was like, I've had a lot. I'm going to back. We back had off. a lot. We're going to back off. Okay. I just had a little bit of it. So I kind of had just a little taste. It was great. And then we were getting ready to leave. And I was like, man, that is really good. I would love to have like, basically the rest of the pour I would have normally had yeah. like everything else. And, they, and I asked Chase, I was like, do you have any sample bottles? And he's like, no, we don't have any down here. And I was like, oh, don't worry. I don't want to make him go find any, find any or whatever. So I was sitting there. I was like, I got my water bottle. Which, again, this is not an uncommon thing to do. No. I was like, I'll just take a little sample in my water bottle and yeah. then save it for later and have, you know, maybe pair it or something like that. And, and, I, and let me, let, <laughs> before we get to this part of the story, I want to preface something. This is not to put this person on blast. No. This is to... Kind of make fun of you for the situation because it was, it it made you feel like lesser of a man. Oh yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah, it did. I, I have can not see felt the that life. Way. I can see the life. But here's the thing: I when when all of this went down, the only reaction I had was just to walk away. Yeah, I basically not involve, got left not by myself. myself. Well, I didn't know what to do. So like, so anyway, I, I, I didn't have my wherewithal to be yeah, like. I grabbed hey man, my water bottle, my little plastic water bottle. I was not trying to hide anything, and I was like, "I'm just gonna put some about an ounce in my water bottle, and I'll put it in a sample bottle when I get home, and I'm gonna save it." Yeah. Like, I didn't have a big pour of it. They basically opened the whole place to us, like they were pouring stuff out and like letting us try stuff yeah. here. It was very hospitable. I loved it. I was having a great time, and I thought, "Oh, they're not gonna care if I do that." And a, and a guy over here that I didn't really talk to that much looked at me, and he was like, really, really? bro? Really? <laughs> really, dude? You're putting a sample in a water bottle? I was like, uh, I was like, man, I was like, I really like that. I didn't have a lot of it. I was just, I, I, I didn't have a glass, and there's, you should probably put that back. I was like, huh? Really? He's like, yeah. <laughs> so I poured, the, I poured my water bottle back out, and I felt horrible. Yeah, you did. And I was left by myself. I'm really sorry. In the situation. I am really, really sorry that that was my reaction, was just to kind of <laughs> but, meander away. But, but as we said, that's one of the funniest, probably one of the funniest memories. So far, I'm two for two on uh, 10-bit pick uh, uh, situations to have memories from. <laughs> so there we go. I, I'll keep the tradition up. Something will happen on the next one, and it'll be funny or embarrassing, yeah. and we'll find out. But all in all... Nulu was awesome. I cannot, it was great. I cannot believe we got to try so much stuff, and I'm so happy for you guys to hopefully get some of these bottles yeah, when they get sure. here. Um, I also have a new video out on YouTube. I finally, after months of it sitting like in my like on the back burner, and I I was so mad at myself because I got it finished Tuesday night. Like after I got done, or maybe it was Wednesday. It was Wednesday because um, I had some work to do, and I just pulled it up, and I was like, "Oh, I wonder how much," you know, because I knew I was like getting towards the yeah. end. 
and I wanted to just knock it out real quickly. I literally had two minutes left in the video that I had to go through. So, <laughs> so it took me a total of maybe five or six minutes to get it all finished and exported. But like, I put that off for way too long. But anyway, there's a new video up. Uh, if you've not seen it yet, it just premiered as a recording. And uh, I compare, speaking of Wilderness Trail, the two six-year bottled and bonds, nice. the, the weeded bourbon and the rye and bourbon. The rye um, <clears throat> it, was, it was a weird comparison, though, because I, I came away with, from it like not having a preference over the two. Like I like them both for different reasons, but there's like one didn't just jump out at yeah. me as being something that I needed to to have. But uh, I need yeah. to get on, working on some YouTube stuff. You said you had a video that you needed me to. Uh, well, I've got it with. like ready, but what I got to figure out my camera because when we were going live the other day, when I was with you, my the camera I originally thought I was going to use was all delayed and stuff. So I got to work that out. Well, I, I I don't think that it's going to look like. It, Will it not like, look like that when I actually record it? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll have see. To test it out. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, you can always record it right on the camera. Yeah, but it's going to be uh, pairing one hundred and one. Nice. Where, where awesome. I talk about pairing, but I'm yeah. going to pair one hundred and one. There you go. So. It's a double meaning. There you go. It's kind of a pun. I gotcha. Uh, but yeah, so you are it. You don't have a hundred subscribers yet, but no. it's. Just go search for Whiskey Mutant on YouTube. Yeah, I've got my uh, uh, TikToks and Reels on there. Some of oh, them nice. are some of them are like copyright restricted because it's got music on it, but I didn't care. Whatever. Uh, and our our uh, podcast channel is youtube.com slash the suburban podcast. For anybody who doesn't know, I go live every Thursday night at eight PM as well, just to do an extra little yeah. thing during the week. Uh, but I'm hopefully getting back to a more regular schedule of videos. I had been saying every two weeks. So I'm going to stick back to that. Uh, and I think the next one that I want to do, because I did a, I had two reviews that I filmed in the same day. Um, and the second one is Virgin Bourbon, which has my greatest intro of all time. <laughs> hands down, my best intro for anything I've created. Um, I'm, put, I'm building it up way too much, but I... Uh, like a virgin. <laughs> but, hey! <laughs> Uncorked for the very first time. <laughs> it's a screw top, but you know, same Uncrewed for the very first time. <laughs> anyway, but I'd, li I'd like to. <laughs> I'd like to do another video of like why blank is the best value in in bourbon. One on one. Um, no. Oh. I'm going to circle back around to a turkey product because the first one I did was yeah, it's definitely going to be Blands. The first one I did was Rare Breed, um, and of I don't want to do another turkey product. Um, Russell's Reserve, eventually, but right now, like I've got, I've got one that's it's Kentucky. Can I finish the <laughs> sentence, please? <laughs> but it's, I, I think it's a Kentucky only release, but it's still like, um, it, it's it's probably the best value hands down. I think so. I don't want to spoil anything. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, I know what it is. Let's talk about this because this has been this has been in the back of my mind for a little while. And it's something that I felt like we needed to not needed to necessarily, but I at least wanted to talk about it. Because bourbon as it stands today is nothing without the heritage of its its history in general and the people that built it. And I feel like right now. 
heritage brands are dying out. Or at least there's not as much emphasis put on them. So like they don't feel as um they don't feel as important or crucial to bourbon right now, if that makes sense. So for people not like me, simply a, give me give me your quick version of a heritage brand. So any any brand that at least has history in like terms of the classic brand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Your JW Dance, Wild Turkey can be considered a, a heritage brand. Um, Blanton's, Elmer okay. T. Lee, gotcha, stuff like okay. that. I mean, like products that have a a particular like okay. like a history, a history, yeah, a that history name, that history, yeah, name. yeah. Okay. Um, so you know, products like. Wilderness Trail, New Riff are not considered heritage right. brands because they're newer distilleries. But uh, just just in terms of like parsing down what some of the some of the brands are, the, and this is just kind of according to like the Kentucky Distillers Association, the Kentucky Bourbon Trail. So the KDA, uh, this is coming right from the Bourbon Trail website. The KDA now has 14 heritage members, uh, including Bardstown Bourbon Company, which I think is weird. Uh, Beam Suntory, which includes Jim Beam and Maker's Mark. Mm-hmm. Brown Foreman, Diageo, North America. I don't know why I'm count- counting on my hands. Four Roses, Green River Distilling, Heaven Hill, uh, Louisville Distilling Company, Lux Road, Michters, and Wild Turkey. So I think some of those we're kind of like, in, in terms of like what I'm talking about, are not necessarily in line with what people are calling like heritage members yeah, yeah, yeah. of the, the distillery trail or the bourbon trail. But like, Think think about products that like got sold to Heaven Hill mm-hmm. or brands that got sold to yeah. Heaven Hill. Fitzgerald, uh, again, Dant, T.W. Samuels. Those products were not originally, you know, part from, of their yeah yeah. Okay, but but like the thing that kind of tipped me off to all of this, there were there were a couple of events. Uh, the first one was Dixon leaving Kentucky Owl, and <clears throat> th- th- I think that this this is the part that like got me going, well, how are they ever going to survive without the guy that actually, you know, yeah. started it back up? Especially after we tasted that Wiseman. I mean, yeah. And the, and the thing is like, I, I said last week that, you know, batch 11 is still good bourbon. It's just not, you, you can tell that it's missing Dixon's thumbprint. Yeah. But <laughs> like, they got a St. Patrick's day. Oh my God. Exclusive coming out like that's, something blended by like somebody who does like irish whiskey or yeah something like but that. like that's nothing that dixon would ever do no and you can tell that there was like this disconnect between him and camp was it camp Parton? it's not campari it's um oh um stoley stoley yeah um in terms of like where they wanted the brand to go and so like that that's to me a clear sign that like the heritage of bourbon is falling by the wayside when people are more focused on making money. Yeah. Right. Um, another example of this was JW Dant. Oh yeah. So log still is a fairly new distillery and they are owned by the Dant family, like dance descendants. And they wanted to include his name on one of their products. They weren't even calling it like JW Dant bourbon. They just had JW Dant, like listed on the label and they and i think he was in some of their um some of their signage at the distillery and everything too so they weren't allowed to do that heaven hill, heaven hill sued them oh my god they weren't just not allowed to do it heaven hill made them 
legally. That's the WWE of bourbon right now. <laughs> it feels that way, though, right? I mean, yeah, it feels... owning the name, yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Like, that just feels so skeevy to me. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like the, the bourbon world that we kind of know and love. Right, because we get so used to hearing, oh, we're all in this together. Like, let's... You know, Kentucky Bourbon. This we're we're not competing against each other. We just we're we're elevating bourbon to America's spirit. But then you hear something like that, and it's like, I thought you guys were were good guys. Yeah, man. exactly. Come on, now. exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It just feels so uncomfortable. Like you think that they would, you know, at least because I mean, Heaven Hill is family owned. Yeah, they've been family owned since they were founded. So surely they have some kind of like, you know, introspection, right? <laughs> they can realize that what they're doing is not okay. And uh, and the thing is, it's not self awareness. Have some. It's not like you're trying to take the name Elijah Craig. Mm-hmm. Like this is a fourteen dollar screw top budget bottle. bottled and bond bourbon, and you're suing the actual family over yeah. the name. That's I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't either. Makes me feel bad. Um, an, uh, just another one that kind of popped out to me uh, was Hirsch. Like Hirsch, you, you know, at 16 years used mm-hmm. to be like this beautiful, incredible whiskey that, you know, people who knew about it oh, yeah. knew about Legendary. it. Legendary. And it was like, it, I mean, it was the thing mm-hmm. next to like the Van Winkle. Line. Yeah. And then, of course, everybody found out about it <laughs> and they bought it all up. And so now there is a Hirsch bourbon that's out there, but it's like four to six years old, I think, and about $40 a bottle. It's like, it's just a complete flip of what, you know, that brand was way back when. Um, It makes you think like, why not like almost, it's like retiring somebody's jersey. It's like this legendary bottle that like just people hold in huge regard it's like let it be like just you know retire that or something don't just try to use that name to push your younger 40 dollar bourbon yeah do you think that bourbon would be as successful right now though as it is without heritage name brands i mean van winkle's a heritage brand i don't think it i think it would still be successful i don't think it would be as well known Like, I feel like some of those names are just, they put bourbon out there. Um, You know, you see Van Winkle in, uh, like, movies and TV shows and stuff like that. I think think it it still would be successful. I just don't think it would be, I don't know if it'd be as popular as it is. It, It, to me, begs the question... Would the people who made these brands popular initially, the people who actually created these brands, like the way that their names have been treated today, and would they like the whiskey that is associated with their right. name? Like, like what I, would Elmer say right now about a bottle of Elmer? The fact Elmer, that you just can't get it. You can't get it, what? and it's... Did I hit your foot? No, my foot's over here. Okay. I thought you had your foot rest, resting on the oh, chair, too. the long leg. You know, you know what they say, say about long legs? Oh. Long pants. Big socks. No, that's feet. No, sorry. But like, I, I genuinely, and I think it's because it's sitting right in front of me, but like, what would Colonel Taylor think about 
Colonel Taylor small batch now. He'd say buy the barrel proof. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, no, it's, I love you, but it's like a true testament to what the man did. Yeah. Right. It's a it, it's bottled in bond. I don't know why I had to trip over those words, but it's bottled in bond. So it's got this like it's got the thing that he fought for attached to it. And, and it, I mean, it, it's just a test. It, like, it's a tribute to who he was. And, and then it's, it's kind of weird. Like, if you explain this to somebody that wasn't aware of brands and stuff, because isn't Colonel Taylor's like house or his distillery or something at Castle and Key or something like that? Like, how does that work? Like, it, but like Buffalo Trace doesn't even. Well, Castle and Key was the old Taylor distillery, right? But I'm pretty sure that, like. Edmund Haynes Taylor, he has a house at Buffalo Trace. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure. But there's like something like part of his stuff is at Castle and Key, which is now doing this stuff. But right. And his bourbon with his name on it is at Buffalo I'm Trace. Cur- like this, this actually. Like if you explain that to somebody, they'd be like, what are you what, talking about? What the hell? Like, <laughs> Where? Oh, okay. I didn't know this. Uh, just regular old Taylor is actually made by Buffalo Trace. I did not know that. Oh. I mean, I figured that yeah. it probably was, but but you know what I'm talking about, yeah. like not not like old Taylor, Taylor yeah. Small Batch, yeah. or uh, excuse me, like Colonel, whatever, doesn't matter. But yeah, I would just be curious, you know, going back and asking these people what they really what think, do you think about, about it. This? Um, Sorry, dude, you got to get on Facebook and um, you got to find your bottle of bourbon and it's $300. What is a Facebook? What's a Facebook? A secondary market? Do you, do you mean a yearbook? You mean my bourbon's not on the shelf anymore? What's a shelf? We didn't have shelves in the early 1900s. He just handed it. To we had horses and they stood with your, your bourbon on their backs. Man did not invent the shelf until the 1980s. <laughs> and one more thing it was completely black and white back then too there was no color there was no color <laughs> that's always a funny thing that my my dad said was annoying it's like somebody asked him what was it like when life was you know in black and white before there was <laughs> you know like yeah. tvs turned over to color channel anyway but yeah i mean i mean th- th- this this is not like a super long conversation Oh, but it's have, something but, that makes you think. Yeah, and it it makes you think. Um, but I do think it's something that people should be aware of and be conscious of because, again, the uh, bourbon today just would not be what it is without heritage brands. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we wouldn't have people like Jimmy Russell, who's been at Wild Turkey for 65 years, still making really great bourbon. Oh, like, yeah. that just wouldn't be... It wouldn't be a part of the picture. And it, it would be a shame, but, you know, we wouldn't know life any other way, truthfully. Um, so I, I think that it, as as much as we love going and buying, like, some of these more special bottles, like, it's still pretty crucial to buy and show support for heritage brands yeah. and, and speak up about it as well, because I think that they're they're kind of going by the wayside, but at the same time, I mean, Beam's still... Alive and kicking, like no other. I kind of like what Wild Turkey does with, um, like, Saffle and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like what it 
is correct me if I'm wrong, but like Saffle was like before like wild turkey, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it helped start wild turkey and it turned into wild turkey, but then they, you know, they went back and they made this special offering with the Saffle name on it. Yep. And they didn't put wild turkey Saffle or something, you know? They yeah. kept it kind of just wild, a rich... Wild Turkey's WB Saffle. Yeah. It's just WB Saffle. And it's I like that. It's cool. And they I love that bottle. I mean, but like to be fair, you know, Heaven Hill doesn't have Heaven Hill's TW Samuels. True. Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. I mean, it's it still says TW Samuels. Right. It amazes me the amount of little brands Heaven Hill has. <sighs> Bernie, I mean, all Bernie, those... Bernie told me forever ago but it's something ridiculous like i think i'm lowballing it but like 60 i mean they have like they have like 200 bottled and bond screw tops yeah yeah i can't find an exact number that's a lot it's quite a few and i mean it's not even you know counting just the uh <coughs> the bourbon brands but like everything else that they have as well so anyway let us know do you think the Heaven, or excuse me. Do you think that heritage brands still matter? Do you think <laughs> heaven? Do you think heaven matters? Do you think heaven matters? Let's get real deep here. <laughs> is heaven a place? <laughs> oh, baby, heaven is a place on earth. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> but yeah, like I don't know. I like traditional stuff. I like, and I feel, I want to think that everybody just gets along in the bourbon industry. Yep. But you know, I don't think that that's the case all the time. Not all the time. Not all the time. But we get along. We do. And all these bottles that we have open here. Get I've got to clear it off this table. It's I like this little spot. It's like my little fortress over here. I still need to clean off the table, though. I'm like Attack on Titan over here. I'm coming over the walls. Like, ah! <laughs> all right, let's do a review, why don't let's we? Let's do it. So, we have American Light Whiskey from Penelope, aged 13 years. This was a sample sent to us from Penelope. Um, and I just want to leave just a little bit cause I want to try to pair it, but otherwise from what I can tell, this is 134 proof. Yeah. Um, a lot whiskey from MGP distilled at like what, when, what'd you say? Like 185 proof or something? Uh, yeah. I had to look it up. It's insane. Yeah. Um, let's see. That's 97.5% alcohol. If that's the case, 180, 189.5 proof distilled from corn and bottled at 134. That's just wildness, <laughs> that's right? So, that's so much alcohol. <laughs> 189.5? Yep. That's 94.75% alcohol that it was Jesus. distilled at. That's worse than, uh, what's it? Um, Kings County? No. I don't know what Everclear. that was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I don't know what the Kings County was distilled at. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> that smells... <laughs> that smells really good. <laughs> that smells fantastic. It's like... Perry's doing something right now. He's... I'm trying. I'm trying to get some facts up before we get too far into this. Oh man, dude, I love what Penelope's doing right now. Yeah, 
Oh, they just debuted this too. Yeah, it's 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 pretty new. So we're like one of the first people to actually. Yeah, I've seen it on Instagram a lot, but that's it. I've not seen it in stores around here. We honestly, I was, um, I Holy was moly. what. The whiskey-making team of Penelope came across 31 barrels of the 13-year-old Seagram's juice aged in second-fill oak barrels, and they found the spirit, uh, yada, yada, yada. They bottled the American Light Whiskey at cast strength, and it is priced at $80. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. That is a great price for this. It was on Sealbox, and I think it immediately sold out, and I've yet to see it. We That's don't, a shame. We don't hardly get any Penelope around here. We no. just started getting some of the toasted stuff in barrel strength. Yeah. So, thank you, Penelope, for sending this, is, this yeah. our way. Oh, my gosh. It smells like... It smells like marshmallows and cherries. And, like, a little bit of, like... It's it's burning my nose hairs. <laughs> Man. I gotta get a bottle of this. Just based on the nose. I just smell it all day. It's it's got a little like waxiness to it as well, like a candle wax. Yeah, maybe like marshmallows and like cherry candle. Yeah, and it's it, but it is yeah, it is kind of an artificial note to it, but it's not unenjoyable. No, it's kind of like if a candle's being burned. Yeah, we talked about this all the time. If some of these stuff we smell, we could just put into a candle form. Yeah, smell it all day. Golly, so I I know we mentioned him last week, but Clifton just put out his 17th episode of bourbon bites podcast That's awesome check him out i didn't realize that he had been that it's been you know long enough for it to be 17 episodes already it's pretty awesome congrats clifton all right i'm going in for it tucked like way in the back of the nose is a little bit of like a mustiness as well it kind of reminds me of like my grandparents attic a little bit of honeysuckle too. Sorry, I'm I no. I wasn't finished with the nose. I had to no, keep sorry. I had to keep going with it. No, no, no. The proof is apparent, but it is not the most aggressive part of the palate. It's dangerous. I'll yeah, tell you that. If it's 134 proof, my goodness, I could go through a couple glasses of that yeah. without really thinking too much about it. I think that honeysuckle you said really shows up more on the palate yeah because it's not i agree it's not like straight honey you no know? no it is honeysuckle honeysuckle yeah don't think honey honey it's honeysuckle and i don't really get any of the marshmallow but i do get almost this artificial cherry it's like artificial cherry honeysuckle and then dude it opens up so much oh my gosh is just this it's savory yeah it's this finish that's not like just all heat like you're just getting a big heat finish it's like this just really relaxing like enjoyable finish yeah no kentucky hug which i was really no. expecting there to be Mm-mm. with a 134 proofer but like going back and smelling it i'm starting to get like baking spices then like the savoriness starts to come through as well yeah. like i'm even getting like brisket on the nose. This is a very complex whiskey. <laughs> yeah, this is not one that, unfortunately, I can just be like, well, smells like a zebra cake. Um, yeah. Oh, my. 
I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. I'm I am a fan of this. Uh, Eighty dollars a bottle for thirteen year old light whiskey. I, I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Like that's a five. Five on, on, price. on price. Heck yeah. Like I can't I cannot argue with I was expecting this to be like $125, $150. But oh, $80, $80 so for this is phenomenal. Well well done. I mean, you know, they didn't distill it or anything, but well, I mean at least they found it. They found it, and I mean good this hunting. This is a great yeah. <laughs> this is a great product for them to put out. Yeah. I'll still give them credit where credit's due. Mike from Penelope, good job. Good hunting. Good good everything on this all right let's go ahead and give this our numeric review it's mm. nose palette finish and price each category is out of five we tally it up for a total score out of 20 uh, i already said the price is a five there's no way yeah. that i can argue with with this um i'm gonna give the nose a four okay it's so unique and so different but it's inviting like all of the little combinations of things like it starts out a little like sweeter. Opens the but, door to the house and just says, "Come on in." Yeah, Barry. exactly. Yeah. But like it's you know it starts so sweet, and the more it opens, it starts to get savory. And it just like the fact that it's going through this like roller coaster of different things is really really exciting yeah. for me. So four for me on the nose. Four and a half for me. Are uh, that's totally justified. Yeah, I, I was give it, I was struggling with whether or not I was going to. I go think I higher. went just a little bit more because I there was something about that like. That cherry, that just extra cherry that I started getting on the nose that just was like, yeah, I never would have thought. That melted wax is starting to come back. I mean, oh man, that that nose is killer. I'm just going to go ahead and say that I'm going to work on getting another sample from somebody so we can finish this because this is too good. (laughs) You want to finish it right now? Yeah. Sweet. I want to pair it, but I don't want a little quarter of an ounce. To just yeah, you sit. need you need like a full. I want a bottle. I want this. a bottle too. Um, so let's just finish this while we talk about it. Yeah, palette. I think I'm also gonna give it a four. It's it's very. I will say I really like light whiskey. I've not had a bad one yet. Um. But I don't feel like they're all as complex as this. Some is. of them are just straight heat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but like this actually has range and depth. To Man, it. I keep going back to the nose, and it's just like you smell the age of it, but it's still just like this, like so sweet. It reminds me of East Taylor Barrel Proof. Kind of does, yeah. Yeah. Cherry, this like oaky cherry. Yeah, and... I would have a hard time not saying that this was. Like a Buffalo Trace yeah, product, yeah. Uh, palette for me. I'm going to go four. I think, I think if a little bit more, if it had like one more note that I could pick out in on the palette, it would bump up a little bit. But it's kind of I'm kind of stuck on that cherry honeysuckle thing. Yeah. But I mean, still though, it's four. That's so good. The finish. I'll probably give the finish a five. Wow. Mainly because it's one of the most soothing finishes. Yeah, I, I <clears throat> there's something just relaxing about it. You know, you know what I mean? Well, you know what's funny is like I and I I wasn't gonna bring this up, but you mentioned it, so I had to. But like, you know, I've been congested today, and I could start my throat start to feel my throat getting coated, like yeah. you would with like drinking yeah. like a, a, a like a hot toddy or something. Yeah, 
Dude, it's just this the most soothing. Like, you get a little bit of the heat. There's no hug, like you said earlier. And it's just such a relaxing, just like... See, I like the hug. Comfort. Yeah. Uh, I don't have to have it every time, but I like it, too. I mean, I would anticipate... The thing is, I would anticipate it from right. something this high of proof. But I think it's just such a unique finish to me that I almost have to give it the props for being such a, like... It's just this little comfy finish yeah. that I just love. I'm struggling with the, the finish on this one. I can tell. You're wanting that hug on there. You're wanting, I, you're I wanting to feel the finish a little bit but more. I, but I you? also, like, I just don't know if I like the finish as much as you do. Because I think it goes slightly astringent okay. on the back end. And it honestly kind of starts to feel a little bit like cough syrup. Okay. I'm going to give the finish a three. That's still good. It's just, no, I mean, it, I, I still in, enjoy this for the most part, but there's, like, things that are having me, like, back off yeah. on it. No, I get it. Um, in in some ways, it's making me struggle with, like, wanting to go back for another sip because of the aftertaste. Uh-huh. But at the same time, it's, it, it's, it's still a great whiskey. I mean, this is truly, truly a really good whiskey. It's really good. So, overall, I gave it a 16. I gave it out of eight, 20. 18.5. So, so it's this is above 15 like yeah. Yeah. I mean th- this is absolutely something that you should pick up. This would be great in a like a blind tasting. Oh my god, I think it would and, just like people it would mess pe- with people Oh, so absolutely. Much. And and B, it would be so much fun to just pull out and share something completely different with people. God, I want a bottle of this. Really I do bad. too. I really do too. But shall we do tips and bits? Yes. Let's do it. Tips and bits. What you want to recommend to folks? Well, I'm going to save uh, Star Wars talk for, I think, didn't we decide we may go back and like re, like just talk about the whole series? Yeah, we'll, we'll wait. We'll wait we'll until next week. Keep watching Peacemaker. So good. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. You know, I like it. Um, there is a documentary I watched, me and the kids in April watched the other day that I have to recommend. And I normally don't do this because I get, I'm going to be honest, I'm not a big documentary fan unless it's like horror, comic book, just something like that. But this is called The Rescue and it's on Disney Plus, the National Geographic side of Disney Plus. So... There was a soccer team in northern Thailand that they got stuck in these caves. Did you ever hear about that? I, it just sounds like you're talking about Yellow Jackets again. No, but it's a no. <laughs> this is a real story. This is not Yellow Jackets. <laughs> yes, go I, do watch, know, I do know this story. Go though. watch yeah. Yellow Jackets. But so the this soccer team they're out having this get together and they go cave exploring. Yeah. And all of a sudden the storm comes and it floods and they get stuck in these caves. Like the water builds up to where they are stuck underground in these caves. Yeah. And this documentary shows how they got rescued and it was fascinating and sad at the same time. But it was like these, they, it was all like just chance. Like this, this guy and his friends were, were these like cave divers and they did it for fun. Yeah. Just, but they did it all the time to where they just knew exactly what they were doing. And right. the, the one guy was like kind of seeing dating this girl from Thailand and he said goodbye to her and she went back and then he got a message that was like, I, you need to watch this news story. 
And it started talking about these kids that got trapped under there. Right. So he decided to get his friends together, and they went to rescue these kids. That's crazy. And it's just an amazing story. Yeah. Like the government, or not the government, but like I guess like the kind of like the Thailand, like National Guard and stuff, their version. Sure. We're trying to do it. They couldn't figure out how to get there and do all this stuff. So this group of just cave divers who did it for fun, banded together, made this whole plan, and they rescued these kids. One of the one of the most amazing things was one of the one of the divers was like an anesthesiologist. And he had to figure out a way, what medicine to give these kids so they would relax, so these divers could bring them out. Because once, they said there's no way that they could get them out if they start freaking out and moving around and yeah. all that. They couldn't stay still long enough. They sedated these kids while these men held them oh my gosh. and swam them out of these caves. It's one of the wildest stories I've ever heard. That's what I said. That's insane. It's one of the wildest things you'll ever watch. And they did it. They succeeded. They are like freaking real life heroes. Yeah, no kidding. But I was just thinking like imagine putting a kid under and then handing it off to this guy. And you're just like, you're holding this kid hoping he doesn't wake up while you're swimming through these canals underground. Yeah. It's just... I, I'm telling you, I I know most of my stuff is usually anime and like action and all this, but this was just, I sat there and I didn't hardly say a word. Kids yeah. were trying to ask me questions. I was, I was just glued to the TV. I was like, <laughs> this is insane. Such an amazing what, what, story. It was called The Rescue? The Rescue. Awesome. Disney Plus on the National Geographic uh, tab of Disney Plus. I, I'm definitely going to have to check that out. Yeah. It's I, so good. I just today discovered we were. I was watching it when you when you got here. Uh, this YouTube channel called called Great Art Explained, and I think that's that's what it's called. Let me let me check so that I have it have it right. Uh, yeah, Great Art Explained. It's a YouTube channel, and it it like the first video that I watched was about um, Edward Hopper's Nighthawks. Uh huh. And <clears throat> I mean, I, w- I was an art student. I was a graphic design student. And I never really did much learning about Nighthawks or really Edward Hopper at all. Yeah. Fascinating story. Was not very successful as a painter when he was alive. It was really in- not until he was older um, that he started to find success and, you know, and- until after he died, really, too. Um, but like, there- he-, he was a huge cinema buff and he used a lot of like staging from from cinema to to actually construct his paintings like that's where a lot of his like that short distance Mm -hmm. you know to that actually is like on stage and you know on sets and everything um that's how he he built a lot of his his art but the the one that i'm in the middle of right now is a a deep dive a deep dive on the Mona Lisa. Okay. Holy crap. Like they actually have been able to trace who the Mona Lisa was. 
like the woman that it was actually totally based so on. So that was never anything that people knew. No, I not, not that I knew. I didn't know least. either. I don't know enough, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, I would just assume that like, oh, that's that's. But Mona. like, there's a there's that's a Mona over there. Yeah, but, but the, like, there's enough history behind it that they are able to yeah. figure out who it who it was, and they're showing like that they they did like X-rays of the painting, so you can see like his sketches underneath the actual oh, the actual cool. art they're talking about the ways that he transferred the original work to like a separate page so that his students could recreate it as mm. well those have survived better than the original mona lisa has so you can see more of the detail of like what the the original model looked like All so right. like now we look at her she doesn't have eyelashes or eyebrows the original did. Oh, okay. Very, very thin eyebrows. Yeah. But just, you know, based on, like, the way that his students recreated his his work is a better insight into what the, the painting looked like initially, um, hmm. as opposed to where what you can see now at the Louvre. Okay. Um, so fascinating. I Like, I, I don't normally, like, I, I forgot how much I love art documentaries, as it is, because, yeah. I mean, I just enjoyed the heck out of them when I was in college. But it just reminded me how much I enjoyed being an art student as well. Cause I'm not, I'm not a very gifted, like actual artist. I don't draw super well. I'm terrible at painting. Um, I'm really, I'm really quite good with sculpture. Um, but uh, like, I, I just learning about all that stuff is just fascinating to me. And so, um, I think the next one that I'm going to watch, and it was one of the <coughs> recommended ones, uh, by the way, this guy gets like millions of views on his videos. So, I mean, he's he's legit. Uh, but they've got one about Starry Night. So oh. I'm going to be watching that next, more than likely. Um, also, Mr. Sunday Movies, who we've talked about before uh, from the Weekly Planet. He has a, a new Caravan of Garbage, which is there. It's basically just like a YouTube review series. Um, they've got one out that everybody... It's one of my favorite series. Yeah, they everybody needs to go watch this this one um, on Batman Begins, uh, it's like <clears throat> some of the best dissection yeah. of of that like, movie. I've I've found so many cool facts and just stuff I didn't know about movies just by listening and watching Caravan of Garbage. Yeah. And it's not, and you think Caravan of Garbage, yeah, yeah, they're not they're not saying everything's garbage. They really just go into details on one like show or movie or something like that. Yeah. So, I, uh, Mister Sunday Movies is just one of my favorite. Yeah, he's awesome. Content creators. In general but i think that about wraps it up man i want a bottle of that stuff i do too it's been a like i this felt like a very classic tim bip episode yeah i felt like so we'll have to kind of keep this energy up and yeah i didn't say as much twice you said it twice and now i have to beep it out twice no so, what are you going to use this time what am i going to use this to, oh i don't know i'll figure it out <laughs> you'll know hello whoa stop <laughs> Anyway, thank you all so much for thank listening this week. This has been a great episode. Eric, take us home. Tell them about all the places they can find us and the things that they can do to support us. They can do all that stuff by going to Patreon if you want to support us. It's Patreon slash My Bourbon Podcast. You can join for as little as a dollar a month. And at $5, you get all the extra stuff. We got pours from the floor, the finale coming out. Going to take a little break from that, and then we're going to clean up Perry's studio, and maybe you'll hear your sample on there. Hmm. 
Anyway. Finally. Finally. <laughs> yes. But seriously, the show needs support. It's got bills to pay. And you can help us out by becoming a member of the Patreon. Um, if you want to send an email or ask a question, or maybe you want to send a sample or a bottle to review, um, send an email to thisismybourbonshop at gmail.com. Um, we got some merch at bourbonshop.threadless.com. Uh, if you want some Whiskey Mutant merch, it's whiskeymutant.myshopify.com. If you want to leave a Barrel Rings, which is our voicemail, we'll listen to it, and we'll talk to you on air. Not in real time, because it's a voicemail. But just call 859-428-8253. And then on all the social media, it's My Bourbon Pod. You got Twitter, you got Instagram, you got Facebook, which we have a Facebook group. You join that, answer some questions. Um, you can ask pregame chat questions, you can post memes, or you can just see what's going on in the group. Um, also go to YouTube. This is My Bourbon Podcast. Perry goes live Every Thursday at 8, I join him about once a month. We're <clears throat> blinds, we play games, whatever else we can find to do on YouTube. And um, you can search Whiskey Mutant on YouTube. Um, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that stuff as well. And if you want to leave a review on whatever podcast app you use, especially now that Spotify does it, you can. Just leave a five-star review. Yeah, thank you to everybody who's been leaving uh ratings yeah for the podcast on on spotify we're up to 13 nice. five star ratings yeah. so let's get some more pretty on spotify good. there looking pretty well, good so far or leave it on apple whichever it is we'll read it out yeah i don't think we have a new one this week let me check and make sure real quick what? yeah no new reviews this week but uh but if you week. want to do it either Please. way it helps yes or just send us a message you can dm yeah. us jump in our dms say hi yeah we won't read those out on on well it depends on what you say. Well, yeah, I mean, you if it's, may you may get blasted, or you may just you know, if it's saucy enough, we'll yeah. we'll talk about saucy. it. But next week, mm. I'm really excited to be welcoming brother wrestling's own Matt Ruel to the show, aka Aiden English. Yes, very very excited, aka wrestling with whiskey or drama king matt yeah whatever you want he's on twitch he's on youtube all over the place yeah. check him out i'm really really pumped to have matt on the show uh he's one of those people that we've just kind of been trying to have on the podcast for a long time and we're going to talk a lot about bourbon and talk a little bit about some wrestling and uh i'm, I'm just i'm psyched i'm psyched yeah and fun. if you're on patreon you may get to hear him on the pregame chats good chance of it you can ask him a question all right We'll see you guys next week. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, take care. Have a great week. Until later, I'm Perry. I'm Eric. And this is my bourbon podcast. <laughs>